Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, joining us now, we're excited about this, is uh, former University of Kentucky swimmer Riley Gaines, who has shared a pool and a locker room with Leah Thomas. She has been uh, just one of the one of the courageous ones who's spoken out against this madness and defended women's sports. Uh, thanks for joining us, Riley. Good to see you. Of course. Thank you so much for having me on. We have been following you and your efforts for a while now, at least since the NCAAs where you tied Leah Thomas. You didn't get the trophy, but uh, he got the trophy. But uh, And uh, it is amazing watching this whole thing unfold because what you, I mean, you have real courage, you have real guts just to stand up and speak the truth. That's the definition of courage in this day and age, to stand up and talk about the unfairness of it all and and to defend women's sports is basically what you do. When was it that you decided to put your name on the line there and just say, I don't care about the backlash. I'm going to speak out against this. I'm going to tell the truth. Absolutely. So, Really, we found out in November of 2021 that we would be competing against Leah Thomas. Really, we found out who Leah Thomas was because out of nowhere, this person um, comes out at the time. Of course, we thought this was a female. So came out of nowhere her senior year from University of Pennsylvania, posting nation leading times and multiple events by multiple seconds. None of it really made sense. But never once did we think this was a male. That seemed so far fetched. Um, but of course we found out this was a male and our NCAA championships was in March of 2022. So just a year ago, um, Leah Thomas and I, that we raced, we tied just like you mentioned and the whole trophy incident where the NCAA pulled us back behind the podium and said, Hey, you guys tied, but Leah takes the trophy. And when I questioned this, um, you know, I understood we tied, I understood there was only one trophy, but when I questioned, you know, why are you adamant on giving this trophy to, Leah, a male, as opposed to a female in the women's 200-yard freestyle. And the official said, well, Leah has to have the trophy for photo purposes. Um, You can pose with this one, but you give it back, and you go home empty-handed. Leah takes the trophy home. So that, truthfully, that's when I had reached a breaking point because I knew everything up until this point was wrong in terms of the unfair competition and changing next to someone in the locker room who is fully equipped with and exposing male genitalia. I knew that was wrong, but when they reduced everything that I had worked my entire life for 18 years of my life, I started swimming when I was four and I'm 22 now. So when they reduced everything I'd worked my entire life for to a photo op to validate the feelings of a male, that's when I was done. That's when I was done waiting for a coach another swimmer, a parent, someone within the NCAA, someone with political power. I thought surely one of those people would stick up for us, but that's, that's not what we were seeing. And so just like you said, that's really when I decided I was no longer willing to lie and not stand in the truth and not acknowledge common sense, truthfully. Well, you knew there'd be backlash. I assume you were warned. I assume there's, there's, 
people behind the scenes, quietly teammates, other women, other fans, coaches who feel like you do, but do not have the guts. Let's be honest. Do not have the guts to speak out because there were, there's a lot of repercussions to that. Um, You knew, I assume you knew they would come after you because the trans mob, they are tough. They are ruthless. Uh, what has it been like for the last year? When, because you put your name out there, you put your, your face out there. You spoke out against this insanity when so few have. Truthfully, this past year, it has been an influx of support, which is what the media doesn't want you to know. They don't want you to think that you will be, um, honored for standing in the truth because really that's what it's been. It's been opportunity after opportunity. Um, I was supposed to be in dental school this year, but I've kind of put my, my life plans aside to pursue this because I think it's important. Um, I think there's so much at stake here, so much at stake, even outside of sports. Really, if you take a step back and look at what's happening, they're making us change our language. Um, it's now offensive to use the term mother and breastfeeding and all of the things Um, They're trying to suppress voices. Um, It's just so much bigger than just the sports piece. And so I realize what's at stake and I'm willing to fight for that. I have a little sister who is a um, state champion gymnast. She's 14 years old. I can't imagine not fighting for her. Um, I just got married and I can only hope one day I'm fortunate enough to have a daughter. And I can't imagine being in the position I'm in and not fighting for her opportunities. And so I think a lot of people, the general public, 95% of Americans, even within majority of the Democratic Party, they know that men and women's sports is wrong. Um, so I knew when I put my, my face and my voice and my name out there, I knew I was subject to scrutiny, of course. But I knew deep down that America is still relatively sane and there are still people in this country who have common sense, the majority of people. It's just that they're not really willing to publicly say so themselves. But truthfully, I feel like the tides are turning. I feel like people are becoming more bold, especially women. They realize how this is harmful to women. This whole trans movement and the gender ideology propaganda being pushed it's harmful to children, especially within the education system and everything there and to women. And there's nothing scarier than a mad mama bear. Um, and those mama bears are waking up. Are you, do you get frustrated when people say, I wish I'm with you, but I'm afraid to speak out that they don't want to do what you have done. Uh, is that frustrating or do you, do you just understand it and, uh, and, and realize that not everyone has, has the courage that you do. I was last year when all of this happened and I would receive message messages privately from other female athletes or from really some of the most elite athletes, both male and female, who we all know, um, reporters, athletic directors, coaches, they would message me privately and say, Hey, you know, keep doing what you're doing. It's so important. And I felt so honored when they would say this to me, but now I don't feel honored. I feel frustrated is a good word because Like I mentioned, I know the majority of people feel how I feel, especially the majority of elite athletes, just based off conversations I had with other swimmers at that meet. Like I said, 95% of us, if not more, agree with what I'm saying. And so now a year later, I realized that silence is complicity. We cannot keep remaining silent or these things will continue to happen with females, specifically female athletes in um, in regard to this topic with us being the collateral damage. 
we need to understand what's at stake the same way that I have um, and fight for this. Use our voices. Be willing to ruffle feathers and step on toes because that's how changes are going to be made. How many people, what coaches, adults, family members, told you just shut up and keep your head down? You know, you're going to dental school. You don't need to be on the front lines of this fight. You know, I will say one thing that has been amazing about my university, which I have talked to, like I said, so many female athletes and no other swimmer, no other athlete has had the same experience I had. But my athletic director, Mitch Barnhart at the University of Kentucky, when all this happened, I called him immediately before I said anything publicly because I never wanted to paint my school in a bad light. And so I called him and I said, hey, this is what happened. This is how I feel. How do you feel if I... Um, pursue an interview because my inbox was full of reporters trying to um, hopefully or desperately get me to bite the hook of an interview with them. And he said back to me, Riley, we love you. We support you. I want you to speak your heart. He said, whatever you feel, say it. It's important that you stay true to your convictions and your morals. And I, this university would never get in the way of that. And at the time I just thought that was normal. But after talking to girls, like I said, especially Leah Thomas's teammates, that is such a rarity. That is like, I had no idea that was an anomaly, but it is. And so I can't say enough good things about the University of Kentucky, the athletic department, the academia side is a little different. Um, but Mitch Barnhart and my coach, Lars Jorgensen, I, have just been hands down so supportive of me and my fight. Well, you're uh, in Nashville, so obviously you've seen uh, the you're you're on the front lines now, man. And uh, a number of people who are out front spokespeople, I, I saw Matt Walsh tweeted that he had to cancel a speaking engagement to stay home and protect his families. He's received so many threats, and I've talked about this many times. There's no mob as as vicious and ruthless no. as the trans mob. At, no. Have you been? At any point, have you, have you been nervous? Have you been scared? I'm guessing you have received some threats. Absolutely. Um, my inbox, again, is filled with, while I do get a lot of support, tenfold support to anything negative, Really, there are a lot of really nasty, nasty people out there. Um, even this past week, I had an event at University of Pittsburgh where I spoke, which I think it's important to mention that just the week prior to me being there, um, Dylan Mulvaney, who is a male TikToker, he's about, I think he's in his 20, upper 20s or 30s. 26. He, there we go. But he charades as a young girl and he's going through girlhood. So Pittsburgh paid him from school funding $26,000 to be there. So I get invited from Turning Point at Pittsburgh um, where I received $0 from school funding. Um, and they actually send a petition around trying to cancel the event, even a lawmaker, Representative Latasha Mays, presents in front of the board how having me on campus is harmful and I'm just spreading hate and that I should have my speech suppressed, which is just wild. And so I went to Pittsburgh. Um, there was a trans rally to which, again, they were threatening me with violence and trying to intimidate me into not speaking. Um, but I'm so, maybe I'm naive, <laughs> but I'm so secure with myself that it doesn't bother me. Um, I, and I truly attribute that to playing sports. Being able to play sports, of course, is an amazing 
opportunity for athletic achievements. But one of the reasons why I'm so dedicated to protecting the women's sporting category is because it gives you lifelong skills and characteristics that will translate far beyond sports. Um, my sport has given me the leadership and the confidence and the security to do exactly what I'm doing. And so these people, when they say things about me to, and everything they say about me is a personal attack, like you're ugly or your hair looks like extensions or um, maybe you should have just trained harder and swam faster. I've realized that they're not attacking my argument. They're just attacking me, which speaks more about them than it does about me. I think that's why you're, you're, you show such confidence because you know, you have the truth, you know, you have the truth on your side. Just a quick recap on that. Cause I was going to get to it. It's amazing. You, uh, you go to the university of Pittsburgh, they pay you nothing. The school, the taxpayers have to pay you nothing to speak. They try to stop you. They, they have people in the audience shouting you down signs, harassing you. Dylan Mulvaney goes to the same school. Again, this is a 26 year old man pretending to be a little girl. He gets twenty six thousand dollars. I don't. Know, does he speak in the six year old girl voice when he went? When he <laughs> Probably. Uh, he wears high heels and and all the things that what he thinks it is to be a girl or a woman. But that is not what womanhood or girlhood, as he likes to use. That is not what that is. We are not a charade of makeup and lipstick and high heels and having our hair done. Womanhood again, or girlhood is so much more than that. We are not a testosterone level. All these sporting organizations, they want to reduce us down to a testosterone level that would make it computable for men to compete against us. But we are so much more than that. And and like I said, I I think more women are realizing this and realizing um, the harm that this, this charading and this pretending is doing to women and, and the progress that we've made the past century, let's say. And that's what I think is so ironic is the left likes to say this is progressive. Um, We're moving in the forward direction, but this is not progressive. This movement is is taking us back in time to before Title IX, which was enacted almost 51 years ago. So we're going back in time. It's not progress. Just just checking. Uh, Dylan Mulvaney got invited to the White House, sit down with the president. Dylan Mulvaney got a letter from the vice president congratulating him on... uh, uh, 365 days of girlhood. Have you heard from the president or vice president? Uh, have they commended no. you for your efforts in protecting women's sports? No, I have no. not. The only thing that the White House has done in in regards to Title IX is destroy it. They want to rewrite it to where um, it's now no longer stopping discrimination on the basis of sex. It's stopping discrimination on the basis of gender identity, which would mean Of course, men could take our scholarships, both academically and athletically. They could live in our dorm rooms and you could do nothing about it. Um, They could join sororities, which actually just happened at University of Wyoming. There's a male who joined a sorority. It's just, it's so wild. So that's, that's how Joe Biden and Jill Biden and the Biden administration, that's what they really think about women. You have been up close and personal with Leah, uh, unfortunately for you. I have a theory from afar that he got off. He got, he got aroused when he made girls uncomfortable, whether it was in the pool or in the locker room, your discomfort kind of made him feel good. He liked, you know, and that was the only, that's the only thing that mattered was whether he felt good. His happiness was all that mattered. And he enjoyed making 18, 19, 20 year old girls uncomfortable 
whether it was beating them in the pool or, or sauntering around the locker room. Uh, he seems to me to be a really rotten human being. Do I have that Absolutely. right? You know, I totally agree that I, I think Leah Thomas is arrogant. I think Leah Thomas is a narcissist. I think Leah Thomas has an utter disregard towards women or really others in general. If you're willing to put your own happiness, your own authenticity above everyone else's, that's a problem. Um, Leah knew we were uncomfortable. Leah knew it was unfair, especially when Leah was coming from the men's side where he was at best ranking 462nd nationally. <laughs> he knew this was wrong, but I do want to say, I, I don't think it's Leah Thomas's fault. Shall we say, because Leah Thomas was following the rules. The rules are the problem. I can't even believe the NCAA saw this and let this happen. And so, yes, I do think Leah Thomas totally took advantage of the system, but the system that we have in place was easily taken advantage of. And so the system, that's what I'm fighting to change. We need to have changes to where no girl, no woman, no female has to go through what myself and what my teammates and what numerous athletes around the country right now from all ages, all sports are going through. Well, it was Women's History Month, so ESPN thought it was appropriate to honor Leah. It just gets more insane, more surreal by the day. They thought it was a good time to honor Leah, and I thought you had a great response to this. Uh, We've all seen the the one-minute video of them talking about Leah's struggles, you know, as a woman. Uh, And you tweeted out just earlier this week that Leah Thomas is not a brave, courageous woman who earned a national title. He's an arrogant cheat who stole a national title from hardworking, deserving women. The NCAA is responsible. If I were a woman working at ESPN, I would walk out. You are spineless ESPN. So those things must really drive. University of Pennsylvania nominated him for woman of the year. It's, it's, you're right. It's Leah, obviously Leah's a punk and a bully, but it's the institutions, it's the media, it's the university system that are playing along and indulging his fetish. Absolutely. They're celebrating Leah Thomas taking away our ability to consent in areas where we're undressing. They're celebrating a male dominating naturally, of course, against women, actively giving his second best while we dedicate our entire lives to achieve maximum performance, whether that be in, of course, in our sports specific training, the weight room, our diet, our sleep schedule, our physical rehabilitation, our, not even to mention the social, social sacrifices that we have to make to shave a mere one hundredth of a second off. I mean, we're fighting for hundreds of a second and we're going against someone who's giving his second best. And, and they're celebrating it. That's what this is. And that's why it's a mockery. It makes a mockery of what it is to be a woman, the physical ceilings and limitations that we have that are unique to just women, regardless of how you identify. There are other areas of life, um, whether that be in the workplace, within your relationships, where if you want to rely on your gender identity to be what you, you know, kind of are catered to, so be it. No, I don't support it. No, I don't agree with it. But what you do with your time, that's on you. But sports, sports doesn't care about your identity. Sports doesn't care about your feelings. You know how many times I woke up at 5 a.m. to get into a cold pool and swimming never looked at me. My coach never said, hey, do you feel happy today? Can you do this today? (laughs) 
sports doesn't care about your feelings. It relies on your talent, the work you put in, and of course, your biology. So to ignore that is not science and common sense and logic and reason. Speaking of which, do you remember the first time you saw him uh, at the pool or in the locker room and saw that wingspan and those feet? <laughs> I mean, he looks like Michael Phelps. Literally. I know. It's um, six foot four, again, 22 years old at the time, massive. And, and swimmers are typically tall. And so I hear the argument a lot that, you know, you can't say anything about height. There are tall women, too. Yes, that's true. But let's let's think of the bell curve here. Six foot four for a female is, of course, on the extreme end, but six foot four for male swimmers at the division one level, that's average. I mean, most male swimmers in college are, are that tall, but that is unheard of for women. Why do you think the pendulum swing? Why do you think that more people are coming around and seeing the truth? Uh, it, it feels that way. We, we had a woman's uh, cyclist who was losing to a man in New York and she quit. She said, I'm not, I'm not participating in that. And I mean, maybe that's what it takes. Maybe girls and women together have to stand up and say enough. We're not participating in this, you know, to, to, to cater to this one individual and his desires. Uh, will we see more of that? And, and why do you think things are, are changing? I do think we will see more of that. Um, I think people will realize that while it's unfortunate, I mean, it stinks that women have to make sacrifices to make changes. Look at history. I mean, it's been proven that boycotts are an effective way to make a change. That's how it's going to work. Of course, legislature is great, both at the state and federal level. It's protecting different states. But a lot quicker of a way is to stand up to it. Um, again, I know it's a lot easier said than done, but we have to have people who are willing to do so. Even men, even male athletes, if they would take a stand, it would be huge. We need more parents to stick up for their daughters because, right. again, when you're in college, you sign a scholarship. You sign um, essentially your life away. Your school owns you. And so a lot of the times you don't really get an opportunity to just not compete. Um, you will be in trouble if you do that, which I know we talked about sacrifices, but we need parents. Parents right. have to be willing to to stand up to this. And a lot of the times they work a corporate job and they don't want to to risk losing their job but we need everyone to be able to make those risks. I'm, but in regards to the, the pendulum swinging, I totally agree. It swung too far. Again, history repeating itself. It'll go one way and it'll go the other. But now what's happening. I mean, truthfully, it's, it's Marxism. What, what all of this is, is they want to, like I mentioned, change our language, make us deny objective truth to deny the differences between man and woman is to deny that the sky is blue. I mean, it's like a George Orwell dystopian novel that we're living in. Um, we have a sitting Supreme court justice who won't even define a woman. I mean, this is so extreme. This is a problem. This is something that we've never seen in our, our in history to where we can't even define humanity essentially. And so I feel like people are, are realizing how crazy it is that we can't acknowledge something so simple, so truthful is what it is. I, I always wonder where the fathers are because I couldn't imagine that. My daughter competing, losing to someone like Leah Thomas or even whatever in a soccer game, basketball game. I assume they're snickering and in their, in their quietly among themselves in the stands, in the audience, bitching about this and saying it's wrong. 
but they don't have the guts that you do to stand up and say, we're not going to take it anymore. No. And I can tell you my dad, um, my dad is a former NFL football player. He's your big typical football player. We're from Tennessee. He's a Southern conservative. My dad did not take lightly to me being in the locker room with the male um, to which he wanted to handle it himself. And I had to say, dad, dad, we already have one man in the locker room. We don't need another. Um, but you're right. We need, we need dads to protect their daughters. Just to be clear. He walked around naked in the locker room, right? Yes. Yes. Oh God. That is just, that should be be illegal. (laughs) And And I think it's, um, kind of important to mention that at the time, allegedly based off of what his teammates told me was he was still active with women. Um, of course, considered himself a lesbian, <laughs> but was still <laughs> active with women in our locker room watching us undress. I mean, it just felt like, <sighs> uh, yeah, yeah. It's just madness. All right, I got to ask, did you get the tro? Did you get the fifth place trophy they <laughs> promised you? They eventually mailed me one. I don't even think I've taken it out of the box because that thing is devalued to me. I don't even want it. <laughs> you might, that might be worth something someday. You should, uh, Riley, I wouldn't throw that away. You leave it in the box, but someday that might be worth something because you are going to win this battle. You know, I have confidence. I mean, you again, you have the truth on your side. You have the majority of people on your side. I feel like the tide is shifting and eventually everyone's going to wake up to this and think of how insane it is that Leah Thomas was allowed to beat girls, beat up on girls just to, for his own selfish desires, beat up on girls. And uh, I don't know if it'll be a year or 10 years from now, you'll be around and uh, people are going to look at you and they're just going to say, man, she was, she was a pioneer. You were out front in this battle when it really mattered, when it really, there are going to be a lot of people who are going to say what you're saying like five, 10 years from now. And you're going to be like, where the hell were you? When I was, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's, it's going to happen. I feel like it is going to okay. happen. But and I appreciate work. you and your voice and continuing to give me an opportunity to shed light on this stuff. So thank you. Sure. Keep it up. You're doing great work. Uh, congratulations. Dental school is put off for a while while you go out there and fight this <laughs> existential fight. We, um, I have my deposit in at University of Tennessee for this fall, but I truthfully don't, I, I've been praying a lot about it, but I just don't feel like it's the right time for it yet because there aren't as many people sticking up to this. I, I feel like there's no one to pass the torch to, and I don't feel like the battle has been won. So we'll, we'll see, but I don't know. <laughs> Well, keep fighting, Riley. We uh, we are uh, enjoying it, and uh, we appreciate it. And uh, thanks for your time. And we will be watching as the the battle continues. Of course, thank you so much. Thanks a lot. That is Riley Gaines uh, from the University of Kentucky. Uh, just a hero in my mind. Just a person with, ironically, a woman with big balls, willing to take on all these forces, these forces of darkness, whether it's the university system, the NCAA, ESPN, the White House. I mean, it's just amazing, amazing and important work. But uh, uh, we'll be right back.